Jordan, did we wake you? Are you okay? <laughs> no, I was telling Jen. I noticed I like... that you're here on time. Is, is this a special day? Is it your birthday or something? Harry. You know what's funny, Harry, is <laughs> that I show up late and you give me shit, but then when I come on early, it's just you shuffling back and forth, <laughs> looking for stuff, missing everything. He's, How's he's that strategy going for you, Jordan? Throwing it back on your boss that it's my fault <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I just want to know. Isn't that our go-to strategy? Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. We've Hello. got Sarah Barrett joining us this morning. Jen Chilada Litzkirk. <laughs> that is racist, Harry. <laughs> I kind of like it. I kind of like yeah. it, too. I'm going to get shirts made. I'm sure I'll have a, a sign show up that Harry's manufactured. <laughs> yes. Sent to me. Chilada time. Jen's to a lot of time, a new segment on Beardhead Radio. I really like that. Can you can you actually can you <laughs> yes. make that for me? We can make Jen, that happen. That good. Are you are you done loudly drinking water while we're on oh air? Are you done? Because I know you wait until we get on the podcast before you start loudly drinking water. Hey Harry, why aren't you in the new studio? Uh, I don't have cameras set up yet. Oh. I have everything but the electronics, but maybe by this time next week it'll be done anyway uh listen welcome folks to beernet radio the podcast where all your dreams come true we're laying down the wednesday warehouse segment on thursday to be published friday <laughs> now you may be wondering what kind of outfit are they running over there it just it just sounds what what's going on and and you know you'd be right by asking yourself that question and let me just tell you that our schedules run with the news and the news it's like a river the news is like a river and we don't dip our toe in the river no no sir we jump headfirst into the river we're always in the middle of the river and sometimes that news river sometimes it flies it flows fast like over rocks like it's rapids and sometimes it just flows gently like the mighty mississippi and when it's running fast over rocks we don't have time with bullshit podcasts. We're, we're out putting the news out, the things that you, this is what you pay for. And so keeping that in mind, sometimes we have to record Wednesday Warehouse on any day except Wednesday. So that is the explanation. And it's been a little busy this week for all of us. I mean, craziness. And so before we talk about the big whiskey news, Jen, uh it appears that you were in chicago this week you talked to that elusive uh forest animal who rarely comes out jim sabia <laughs> yes of constellation the blue blazer clad elusive forest creature <laughs> the blue blazer clad <laughs> yes and uh so i uh a good note good note this morning and i want to and we have more coming but i wanted to say that um uh, What's interesting to me is that, and I think this is true, that Jim kind of downplayed them getting any, uh, you know, jump balls from uh, Bud Light fallout in terms of volume, because, you know, it, those, those Bubba's who aren't drinking Bud Light, they're not going to spend that extra buck for, you know, Modelo Especial, it's too much. But for shelf space, holy cow. And he's not, he's like, fall, fall shell space. And, you know, who cares? All it does is just set it for the winter. Right. Nobody drinks beer in the winter. Yeah. It's the spring resets. And yeah. so what, it, it seems like, did he, did they spend a lot of time on, on that? 
Of course. So we were talking, you know, the whole day in Chicago, we were meeting with different people and all anybody wanted to talk about, of course, was Bud Light. Um, and if so, of course, Jim was talking about Bud Light and, you know, how direct are the recent accelerations in scans for Modelo coming from Bud Light volume. And as you said, it's not directly com coming from Bud Light volume at all, but they're getting so much more focus from retailers and distributors. I don't know if we knew that 20% of their volumes overlap with AB products and AB houses. And obviously <laughs> those guys have to be leaning on Constellation so much more from, you know, Bud Light volumes, you know, down 25%. But then, yeah, at retail too, just like Molson Coors had said, they're getting, what do they get? They've gotten a lot of more features and display activity in the last eight to 10 weeks. You're not going to put Bud Light on an end cap, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you'll probably put Modelo. Yeah, he did say, you're right. Uh, spring is the big enchilada to stay with our chilada uh, <laughs> motif. But he did say, you know, they've had more fall activity than ever, and they are getting shelf space from Surprise Craft and Seltzer and probably some redundant Bud Light packs. There's still many redundant Bud Light packs out there. Yeah. And they're ready yeah. for spring resets. Retailers are giving them really good price points, he said, because before he said some of them were adding a lot more on to the price increases, but now they're getting a little more competitive with it because, you know, they want brands like Modelo to drive traffic. Um, he sounded really good. You know, I mean, he sounded like firing on all cylinders. I asked him if he expected Modelo Especial to stay the number one beer as it, you know, not for the full year. It hasn't been yet, but probably will be by next year for the full year. He was like, oh yeah, this five, seven, 10 years. I think Modelo Especial is going to be the top brand. Now, of course this is, you know, his brand. So, but yeah. you know, gotta talk your book. Sure, you know? sure, of course. But, but I, I mean, that is it. a, I mean, God, if, if you told me that Modelo Special would be the number one beer this quickly, it, you know, just a year ago, I would have thought you were nuts. I mean, right. everything has fallen into place for Constellation. They've got the demographic tailwinds. They've got Bud Light scrambling. They've got 20% of volume going into houses that are desperate for mm -hmm. revenue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it turns out... Right. You know, they didn't like being in AB houses. Now it's kind of an asset because, yeah. you know, it's the only game in town. Right, and right, um, right. so. The wow. only other thing I'd mention real quick is I think we'll see more, you know, Bill Newlands had talked about price pack architecture on the last call, which is like a soda move. Like if you have 20 bucks in your pocket, we should be able to offer you something. So they're doing smaller, you know, like seven and eight ounces of some of the brands and miss messing with that. So I don't know if you'll see some of those come to market in the spring, but you know, he also kind of hinted they're not done line extending off of the big major brands, but it takes them a long time because they really want to make sure that those extensions are authentic to the core because you don't want to, you know, whittle the brand equity by being willy nilly with that. So, um, yeah, I think we'll see even more in the spring resets. Did they talk about their shopper? Uh... They did. And yeah, their shopper for a shelf. Um, which I was like, oh, that still exists. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny because I remember, I think when they first came out with it, it was kind of based on a person walking into the beer aisle and they're, you know, the first thing they look for is Bud Light. And yeah. then they kind of are able to sense where everything else is based on where Bud Light is. Right. And so it's, I'm wondering how that's going <laughs> to... That's a great question. I did not it's gonna progress down from here. that deeply. I'm guessing 
I don't know this. Jim didn't say this, but I'm guessing they still they'll they'll anchor it around premium lights instead of just Bud Light, <laughs> right? But you know, Modelo Especial being number one now, I'm sure they're evolving it. But what he did say that's interesting is I think there's like 13,000 shelf sets that have been done. I don't know if it's year to date or that annualized using Shopper First Shelf. So uh, yeah, I didn't even realize they were still pushing that, but they definitely are, and I would. Yeah be surprised if that didn't accelerate too um Definitely. do you remember who was money all was there when somebody was talking about shopper for shelf from the stage somewhere a few years ago and like i don't know if it was somebody from boston or someone else that started like arguing with them over it in the crowd do y'all remember that was that at our summit i don't it I don't think it was at maybe it was I don't remember but anyway I was just like wow <laughs> Other big news story, Molson Coors getting further and further into the spirits world with the acquisition of Blue Run. Uh, Sarah, you spoke with Michel Saint-Jean and uh, David Coors and somebody else. Um, Mike uh, Montgomery, he's one of the oh, Blue Run co-founders and he's gonna be joining like the Coors Spirits team. Ah, okay. As like their new VP. Okay, and so, I uh, even know it's my job to know everything that goes on in the beverage alcohol world. I had was not aware of this blue run. Can you tell us for our listeners that maybe who are as ignorant as I am, what 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 what's the what's the story there on blue run? I mean, you're not uh, it's not like you're super behind the game. They were they only launched in 2020, which is obviously a difficult time. It was late 2020, like October. And they got an $85 million payday already. God dang it. I love I seeing, I love seeing, you know, short Kings get rich and I don't, I'm just kidding. I don't know if they're short, but it would be nice if they were short. Cause you know, you want to see people win. Okay. Let's just, Oh my God. Let's, let's, well, let's cut that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, and they built up really quickly. They, did a really good job getting like financing through to get their whiskey supply. They have like a new distillery um, that they just started constructing in, in Georgetown, Kentucky. And uh, Molson is like, they said they're committed to finishing that out, which I imagine was a pretty key part to their deal. And it kind of sounds like they might use that distillery to push or like at least highlight some of these other core spirits products which would make a lot of sense and it kind of gives them a home and since they're just starting to build it this is purely conjecture but i imagine that they would they can put more say into it you know and highlight easier if they had you know go to somewhere else where they've already built out their distillery they've got their set tasting room they've got you know their footprint all set up um then they couldn't put their own spin on it as as well but here they're kind of given a blank slate a little bit on that front so I imagine that's a big get. And then the biggest thing too, is that Jim Rutledge, you know, he's pretty well-known master distiller and he's their uh, consultant and like liquid advisor, which is a great title. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, so they have him on board and um, Shaylin Gannon is also kind of like an up and coming like whiskey director, um, master distiller. And so they're involved too. And I think that was also probably like had to go into Molson Coors decision on that because they're kind of powerhouses. I found it kind of, not funny is the wrong word, but 
it's surprising to me how many of these deals get started just by two people at a conference having a drink. They happen yeah. to be seated together at a table. I mean, it, it's a huge plug for the Beer, Beer Wine and Spirits Summit. I mean, that's, I mean, it's yeah. where deals get yeah. done. I mean, we've had that tagline before because it's freaking true. Mm -hmm. It's where deals get done. And like, you know, David Coors was like, yeah, you know, I just met this guy. I was sitting next to him and we kind of struck it up. I kind of, you know, it's like. Which makes sense when you're like adding somebody to your company because part of it is they should, you want them to think similarly to you, right? Bringing something else to the table, but also on like a, have a similar vision moving forward. So, I mean, and the best right. way to do that is just like shooting the shit up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I also find it interesting that AB and Molson Coors are have the exact opposite strategies at the moment where AB is saying we are going to focus on our big giant brands. We're getting rid of any distractions. We're selling it all off. Even Shock Top, the brand we created, we're selling it. And Molson Coors is like, we want to diversify. We want to get more into little shit and we want to, you know, grow at the margin. And it's, they're two different philosophies. And I guarantee you that we'll be sitting here 10 years from now, if I'm still alive and Molson Coors will be selling shit and AB will be <laughs> buying shit. And because everything's a cycle, it's a cycle, it's a circle of life. I don't know that, that, AB is getting out of craft. I mean, they still have a significant amount of craft, what, like 2 million barrels worth still, yeah. right? I think they just got rid of the stuff that they didn't need anymore. <laughs> they did some spring cleaning and Tilray was the, the, the younger brother that took the hand-me-downs because they think they could do something better with it, right? What, so, I mean, is that a good strategy, Jen, for Tilray? I mean, I, I don't know about for Tilray. I think obviously AB has some focus to do, but also when you have Kona, which they didn't have two years ago, and Kona is this transcendent brand, right? But yeah, get rid of some of the stuff you don't need. I mean, obviously the whole industry has decided the big brewers don't really need to be in craft anymore. It doesn't have the shine that it did, right? They still have some brew pubs for watching the market, but you don't need to be this invested in craft. The The most in course thing is interesting to me because I mean, a lot, all this is bolt-on, right? They have no whiskey mm -hmm. business. I mean, they have a small one, but it's not very old. So there's no synergies there. They're going to piss off some of their distributors because it's not going through their beer wholesalers. At this point, I don't even know if their beer wholesalers want it. Some of them probably will. But it's interesting, Sarah, that you said um, about the facility because that kind of makes sense. Then they can have a facility in the motherland of bourbon and and. Yeah grow it from there. And in some ways, I think bourbon whiskey is the next craft. It has a lot of the same attributes, you know, like the exclusivity, it's premium. There's a craft beer bourbon continuum, if you will. You have to make yeah. beer to make bourbon, right? So uh, yeah. Exactly. That's why like, we call this I like beer David's uh, reasoning there. He's like, well, he was like, to keep it like really rudimentary, you start with beer to make whiskey. He's like, so yeah. we have half of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Start with beer to make everything, including water. <laughs> And babies. And babies. Yeah, I mean, the human race dependent on beer. Well, we've talked about MC filling its oats right now. And I think this acquisition goes to show that because it's something like they're, they're purchasing something where it's not necessarily, hey, we can leverage our beer distribution network. I don't, I mean, I don't think their beer distribution network really factored into this at all. And what it'll I think what will be interesting is that Blue Run 
kind of has a mixed bag, right, Sarah, of distributors and there are mm -hmm. 31 states. And so it seems like Molson Quartz is going to stick to spirits with these high-end spirits. Um, and if they'll actually pick a formal distribution partner for their spirits biz, you know? I'm sure well, Breakthrough and, will be part of it, right? Yeah. So they did say like, <clears throat> um, you know, they can use Blue Run as like just to learn more about the whiskey business, you know, in general, like what they've been doing and how their distri imagine distribution, you know, factors into that and how their distributors are performing and they can kind of look and see what's going on there. So it's kind of a good way to you're almost testing out, you know, quote unquote, like all of these wine and spirits distributors without having to choose them initially. So they're like, if yeah, they it's already done. change it over, they can. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, it's already done. You know, there are they already have relationships with most of those guys, RNDC breakthrough especially. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna get they are gonna get some lessons. They're gonna get some lessons in issuing credit. That's one thing. They're not <laughs> used to that. Wait, we don't get our money in 10 days like we do with the beer guys? What's going on here? This is the dance of public companies in the beverage space is I call it ch category chasing or segment chasing. It's probably more accurate where, you know, 10 years ago, it was all craft beer. That was the segment that was on fire. Everybody was talking about. So they all kind of plowed into it because it helps their stock price, you know? And then when the bloom comes off the rose, they find the next thing and, you know, it's, it's, it's whiskey. So that's where they're chasing. And then also, you know, energy drinks, I think is a hot category. And if we're talking about all beverages, we're going to see more of this blurring of the lines. It's called blurring of the lions. That's the blurring of the lions. <laughs> yes, Jen. Blurring of it's the like lions. Dance because... of the elephants. Blurring of the lions. Yes, blurring. Of, yes, dance of the <laughs> elephants. Zoom. Blurring of the lions. And of course, we know that cheetahs never prosper. <laughs> um. Uh, all right, and so uh, Tilray, Tilray buying all these brands. Jordan figured it out. Jordan, he's always putting paper to pencil instead of pencil to paper. It's so irritating. He takes his pen, he just puts it right here, and then he puts the paper and writes out the numbers moving the paper. It's crazy. I like a challenge. Yeah. You do like a challenge. <laughs> and uh, he came out to like 175 bucks a barrel, which is free. That's the price of a barrel at retail. They basically just paid for the inventory. They paid for the retail price of one year's worth of inventory. So, you, you know, you know, you know, what's ahead. funny, Harry, is in our conversation, I missed it at first, but it seemed like he implied that what they were buying with these eight brands was a $175 million business. And they got it for basically half that. So, you know, they paid 85 million. So basically they got 50% off on eight brands yeah i think that was something maybe he shouldn't have said but uh <laughs> what the best one i mean irvin is off the cuff irvin irvin god dang are you, it your german accent coming out yes he's retarded it's retarded you can't say that that's in German. Offensive. Nobody knows what that means. Okay. <laughs> Can't guess it. <laughs> Jen is referencing a story. I won't tell it, but in, I was in know. Germany and I was called that by a German <laughs> who thought I wouldn't understand what he was saying. He called me retardage. And 
I'm not I'm not fluent in German, just to put that out there. But I I was I was picking up what the guy was laying down. All right, so we've got Tilray getting brands for free, and really all that guy has to do is just flatten the curve. Just like Fauci says, just flatten the curve. Just you know, get to flat, and he will. That will be a successful deal. Is what kind of I'm getting from that, which I think is you know doable, even if you have to do it by expanding distribution of the various brands into each other's markets. You know what I mean? And, you know, having, having Montauk brewed in the West coast and, you know, getting, he'll save a bunch of money just by geographic brewing and then also selling Montauk in the West coast or, and vice versa. So that's the other thing. And then AB, the benefit to them is they can focus on what's working, which is Kona as you pointed out, Jen, and it, so Andy is still at AB, Andy Thomas. So, yeah, I mean, he still has the whole high end, which includes brands like Stella, you know, obviously Kona, which is his baby. Yeah. And, um, you know, whether he wants to stay <laughs> is, yeah. is another thing, but he still has a quite a, a, a business to take care of over there. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean to impugn, you know, but I mean, because he, he does still have a, a a huge business and he's probably glad to get rid of kind of the dead weight that that's, that's what yeah. I was going to say is, I think it's a, a good deal for both, because really, I think what Erwin was trying to get, and how he laid it out was, you know, here's these missing pieces I have, you know, I don't have anything in the Pacific Northwest, this Breckenridge distillery I have bothers me because I don't have Breckenridge Brewery. And then I want extra production for Montauk. And so AB said, okay, we'll fix all that for you with these brands. And then here, slide in <laughs> Shock Top and right. our recently discontinued Highball Energy. Yeah, I don't like, why is he buying Highball when it's been discontinued? But I think that was, you gotta, um, you know, we're giving you a good deal, but then you gotta load all this other stuff on top of it. <laughs> I asked him if they offered him Bud Light and he, <laughs> he laughed, but he looked really nervous about that question. He didn't, he did not. He's like, no, no, they didn't offer. And then I was like, would you take it if they did? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't ask yeah. that. Oh, but, you should have. I know. Right. I'll, but, take, um, I'll take Bud Light. So, you know, with, with the talk of all this kind of uh, everybody transacting with each other to get their, you know, get get their thing on um constellation if we're going to talk about deadweight over there you got to talk about their wine business and and maybe some Poor of wine. some of their spirits i mean do you do you anticipate constellations already kind of sold off some of it but are they going to continue on with that that side of the business i imagine there's going to be a bit more like trimming around um but the thing I feel like if they wanted to sell though it would be so much still because the volume like that's still there and I don't know if anybody would well want it or could afford it so but I mean that's just not to say they don't have anything not doing well I mean Kim Crawford still drew Naomi prisoner like doing well and then they continue to make though <clears throat> I guess this might show their strategy a little bit more they continue to make the investments in these like small premium wine and spirits companies they're I feel like it's pretty clear that it's not meant to be 
as big as beer their beer business i think that's obvious isn't that amazing <laughs> i mean constellation started as you know they were always the largest premium wine company in mm -hmm. the world and now it's just like an, an, an asterisk on their quarterly returns because yeah. beer has got you know they're the new ab they're, they're the just the big kahuna in the united states with beer it's just god what an amazing deal they got when the doj stepped in on that modello deal that was just it's just like uh you know the sands brothers are the luckiest some bitches in the, this side of the pecos river if you want to be colloquial about it which i do and so. they've they've just nurtured it so well um and they've made a lot of mistakes along the way and other sides yeah. of the business yeah um well and including their point. beer business yeah, yeah. <laughs> but jen and i were talking it's just like they're they're bulletproof i mean you can oh. buy something for a billion dollars and sell it for a hundred million and never skip a beat yeah and, just move on down the road yeah. you know cases hide many sins <laughs> it's an old old saying i learned from i, I wonder if erwin will call them up on their spirits biz yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah i mean yeah. everything you were just saying sarah it sounded like uh too much volume might be a little expensive um they're not selling that well sounds like a deal he just simon erwin their spirits are still just so small. Yeah. Yeah. It's he, like he, High West, Casa Noble. Like, it is they growing. Have Mikampo, right? nope. Do they have Mikampo? Yeah, Mikampo as well. Listen, Mikampo, you Compo is what I always say. I say it every day when I wake every up. Morning. Right, Biscuit? Yeah. Biscuit, Mikampo, you Compo. You know, in terms of like not screwing up the Mexican imports business that they have and nurturing it, I think beer could take a page obviously you know some of the most iconic beer campaigns but the but the point that jim made when we were talking marketing a bit is that look they don't they don't change their campaigns look at ab bud light every other year had a different campaign you know the find your beach has evolved a little into la vida mas fina but it's got all the same cues it's the same essential campaign same with the fighting spirit for modello like they haven't changed it and so many brewers just change with the wind. And, and, and Molson Coors is starting to catch on to this with Made to Chill. They're not changing that, right? They're keeping right. it. Yeah, that's a great point because in, in Modelo, I mean, they even changed ad agencies and the, 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 the marketing didn't change that much. I mean, it, it evolves. You know, Jim has always talked about evolving campaigns, but not scrapping them. And part of that is longevity. You know, Jim Savio has been at, at Constellation for, I don't know, 15 years in, in the same role. I mean, they, they keep people there for a long time. They either retire or die. And, you know, that's not the same with other big companies. And then also, um, when you change agencies, usually the new agency wants to make their mark, right? They want to they want to hike the proverbial dog leg and and pee on everything and make it theirs and you know the constellation has been uh constant in saying no 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 this works we just need some tweaks we need some fresh blood new eyes and let's move on down the road great points and jim sabia the, you can't deny the guy has magic in his uh fingertips he didn't he wasn't a part of the canopy deal let's put it that way and, you know, I think Constellation has 
whether they wanted to or not, solved that issue of chasing after windmills like a modern day Cervantes uh, by bringing on an activist investor, not bringing, not bringing them on, who, you know, accepting a, an activist investor on a semi-good semi amicable terms for like a year, which could turn sour at any time. So they know that they, they can't go on these capers anymore that are going to lose a billion dollars and you just, you know, just write it off. So these are change, changing times. <clears throat> you know, we've got people buttoning down their hatches like AB and Constellation, and you've got people opening their hatches like Molson Coors and Tilray. Who's right? Who's wrong? Ah, guess what? <laughs> guess what? We've got three publications here daily beer business daily craft business daily and wine and spirits daily that will be monitoring this and we will let you know the winners and the losers going down the road and there will be winners and losers and with that i think we've laid down an excellent wednesday warehouse is there anything else that happened this week that i am missing I'll my nostrils a... always fly when people buy and sell brands because you know, I'm Harry, sniffing you... out the news. <laughs> <laughs> you look just like Ryan Gosling when you do that. You should do that more often. Oh, thanks. Sarah's Sp like, you what? know, no. <laughs> do you guys remember when Ryan Gosling's people reached out to us because oh, they yeah. wanted they wanted to start a non-alk beer and I, I talked them out of it. And oh, you I was did? like, this was way before athletic, you know, and I was like, oh, that's a terrible idea. That is so <laughs> and then, funny. And then they, they, God, they should, why are people asking me for advice? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, well, you know, what's funny. Obviously Blake Lively had that Betty Buzz, a non-alk <laughs> thing, and she doesn't drink. And now they're getting into spirits rtds her brand i'm like yeah, i don't make any sense she doesn't i don't have a problem with that i don't care yeah. if they actually she serves it she serves it to her many friends well yes yeah well, i mean so at least she actually mentioned that she doesn't drink in it yeah, like, yeah. yeah. she's not was a like, no, yeah, i drink and you're like oh. <laughs> right yeah. uh, watch, watch me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cut. spitting spitting it out in plants <laughs> <laughs> Why are there so many plants in your commercials? <laughs> Speaking of plants, in the new studio, this is the worst of all worlds. Because instead of just going all fake plants or all real plants, they're half and half. And it's kind of hard to tell which one. So we'll be watering the fake plants and the real plants are going to die. That is really so, funny. I and, like yeah. that. And Jordan had to ask. He's like, is this real or not? I'm like Jordan, stick your finger in the pot, feel for the soil. It's like you know, it's like teaching a child. Yeah, you got to taste I, them all. So that you got to taste them all. If you got, don't lick the cactus, Jordan. I had to tell him that. God. Uh, all right, enough of this, Jordan. You know I'm teasing you. you I, Jordan, just for the record, Jordan did not lick any cactuses. <laughs> no cactuses were harmed in the making of this podcast. All right, guys. Well, listen. Uh, I'll have this up later and thanks for being on and we'll shout at you later for the Wednesday warehouse. Adios. Cheers.